Welcome to this podcast, Magnified Word. The title of this episode is Contend for the Faith. In this episode, we're going to look a little bit at the book of Jude. Jude is the last book before Revelation. When Jude was written, they were dealing with some pretty rough circumstances. And they were exhorted to contend for the faith. A great lesson that we can learn from this is that it's important to focus on contending for the faith rather than on contending against errors. Before we get into Jude, let's go to Second Peter chapter 2. Because Second Peter talks about a lot of the same things that the book of Jude talks about. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, Now there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, and they will introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who purchased them, thereby bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many will also follow their unbridled lusts. Because of them, the way of the truth will be slandered. So here it tells us that there's going to be false teachers that would come in among them, that would introduce destructive heresies, and many would follow them. Verse 3 says, In addition, with greediness, they will do business with you by fabricated words. Their judgment from long ago is not left fallow, and their destruction is not nodding off. In fact, if God did not spare spirit messengers when they sinned, but delivered them over to be thrown into captivity with shackles of gloomy darkness to be preserved for judgment, and if he did not spare the ancient world, but guarded Noah the eighth, a herald of justice, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, and if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, turning them into ashes with a catastrophic overthrow, making them an example for those who are going to be ungodly. And if he delivered the just man Lot, who was worn down by the manner of life of the lawless with unbridled lust, for by what he saw and what he heard while he lived among them, that just man was torturing his just soul with their lawless works day after day. Then the Lord does know how to deliver the godly out of temptation and how to preserve the unjust for punishment in the day of judgment. That is especially so of those who walk after the flesh in corrupt cravings and who despise lordship. Arrogant, presumptuous people do not tremble when they slander matters of glory. Whereas spirit messengers 
who are greater in ability and power, do not bring slanderous judgment against such before the Lord. However, these false teachers who slander matters of which they are ignorant, like natural creatures without the ability to reason, which are born for capture and destruction, will be destroyed by their own destruction, receiving in return the pay of injustice. These spots and blemishes consider it a pleasure to revel in luxury during the day, feasting with you in their deceptions. So tell us about these false teachers that were going to come. It says, Having eyes full of adultery and being unable to rest from sin, they entice unstable souls. They have a heart exercised by greediness. They are children of curse. Forsaking the straight way, they were misled, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved to pay of injustice. But he was reproved for his own transgression. A dumbass, speaking with a man's voice, restrained the insanity of the prophet. These false teachers are fountains without water, and mist, driven by a windstorm. For them the gloom of darkness has been preserved. Moreover, speaking pompous futility, they entice with unbridled lusts, cravings of the flesh, those who barely escape from those who live in delusion. They promise them freedom, while they themselves are servants of corruption, for by whatever anyone is overcome, by this he is enslaved. And then I want to jump down to chapter 3 of Second Peter, verse 1. Beloved, this is now the second epistle I am writing to you, and them... Both epistles, I am awakening your genuine mind by a reminder to remember the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. Know this first, that in the last days mockers will come with mockery, walking according to their own cravings. And now let's go to the book of Jude. And there's a lot of similarities between 2 Peter chapter 2 and the book of Jude. They talk about a lot of the same things. But in 2 Peter, it talks about it as a future thing, like this stuff is going to happen. But by the time Jude was written... That stuff was actually happening. In the book of Jude, beginning here in verse 1, it says, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to the called ones who are loved by God the Father and preserved by Jesus Christ, may mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, as I was putting forth a very diligent effort to write to you concerning our common salvation, I was compelled to write in order to exhort you to contend earnestly 
for the faith that was once delivered to the holy ones. See, so he was telling them to contend earnestly for the faith. Verse 4 says, This is necessary because certain people have slipped in unnoticed, those of whom a public declaration was written in times past concerning this same judgment, ungodly people who turn away from the grace of our God unto unbridled lust, and who deny our only Master and Lord, namely Jesus Christ. Now I want to remind you, who once knew all of these things, that the Lord saved a people from the land of Egypt, and secondly destroyed those who did not believe. Likewise, the spirit messengers, who did not keep their original domain, but deserted their own home dwelling, he is preserved in everlasting bonds under gloomy darkness for judgment in the great day. Similarly, Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them who indulged in fornication and went away to another kind of flesh in the same manner as these are set forth as an example of those who are to undergo the punishment of eternal fire. Likewise, these dreamers in our times are also indeed staining the flesh and rejecting lordship and slandering matters of glory. On the other hand, Michael, the chief of the spirit messengers, when he was contending with the devil and arguing about the body of Moses, was not so daring as to impose a judgment of slander, but he said, The Lord rebuke you. However, these ungodly people slander things they know nothing about and things they know naturally, like living creatures without the ability to reason. See, sounds a lot like Second Peter. In these things, they are being destroyed. Woe to them, because they have walked in the way of Cain, and for pay they have gushed out, given themselves to the delusion of Balaam, and they have ruined themselves with the rebellion of Korah. These who feast with you are hidden reefs in your matters of love, feeding themselves without fear, without respect, clouds without rain, swept along by winds, trees in the late autumn without fruit, dying twice, pulled out by the roots, raging waves of the sea, splashing up the foam of their own shame, wandering stars, for whom the gloom of darkness has been preserved forever. Enoch, the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied regarding these also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with his myriads of holy ones to execute judgment against all and to convict all the ungodly ones concerning all the works of ungodliness of those who are ungodly and concerning all of the harsh things that the ungodly sinful ones have spoken against him. These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own cravings, and their mouth speaks pompous things, 
flattering people for the sake of advantage. However, you, beloved, remember the words previously spoken by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. For they said to you that in the last time there will be mockers who walk according to their own cravings of ungodliness. These are they who cause divisions, who are natural and do not have the Spirit. You're meaning that they're they're not born again of God's Spirit. So these were the type of people they were dealing with. This is the type of stuff that was going on. But let's go back to verse 3 of Jude. Verse 3 again says, Beloved, as I was putting forth a very diligent effort to write to you concerning our common salvation, I was compelled to write in order to exhort you to contend earnestly for the faith that was once delivered to the Holy Ones. So what they were to contend earnestly for was the faith. And notice that it calls it the faith, meaning it was the right thing to be believed rather than just any random thing that you might believe. But it was it was the right stuff to believe. And they were to contend earnestly for that. And that would involve proclaiming it, teaching it, faithfully and diligently. And notice that it does not say that they were to contend against errors. You know, fighting against errors can easily consume your whole life. You know, and then you're holding up a picket sign and marching around town, protesting against it. Or you're marching around your house fuming about it. And is that really what you want your life to be all about? No. You want your life to be about proclaiming the faith. And life is too short to spend a bunch of our time and energy fighting against an error. Instead, we want to focus on contending for the faith. That's what we want our life to be all about. And when you faithfully teach the true word of God, the accurate word of God, then it will expose the errors. Because when people know the truth really well, then they can identify errors. Kind of like if you know pure gold really well, then you can recognize when a metal is fool's gold. So we're not to focus on fighting against all these errors, but we are to just to contend earnestly for the faith, the right stuff to believe about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to contend for that, faithfully proclaim that stuff and teach that stuff and share it with others and hold it high. That's what we want to focus on. And that's a great thing to remember. I've caught myself 
getting so fired up about an error that I wanted to fight against and getting all passionate about it and consumed about it. But that can be very foolish. We want to just stay focused on contending for the faith. <laughs>